Hey, it's Chuck from Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. This is probably the most raunchy episode we have ever done, which isn't really saying much because, well, Ron and I are kind of like saints without the two required miracles, of course. But we do have some inappropriate language in this episode, so block your child's ears as you listen and make sure this episode goes like crazy viral. We sat with DJ, entrepreneur, and the first black woman to own a digital radio station, Ms. Hot Sauce, a.k.a. Danielle O. Johnson. Danielle started Spark FM just this past year, and she's been working hard to build a company that promotes the music and voices that she wants to be heard. Her own podcast called Henny and Hot Wings is not for the faint of heart, as their very popular show is described as an exciting, exuberant, and sometimes X-rated personal lifestyle podcast. We tried to keep up with the X-rated conversation to try and fit in. We did our best. Either way, we had some great laughs with Danielle, and we are glad you can join us. So, here is our conversation with Danielle O. Johnson, recorded at Woods Hill Table in Boston, Massachusetts. But you're, you're kind of used to wearing a mask because you used to be a, a phlebotomy nurse. Well, a nurse, a nurse's assistant. Way back in the day. Yeah, way back in the day. How did you know that? He's creepy. How did I know That's that? That's really weird. No, no. This is what he, I do for a living. <laughs> but but he did this before a podcast. Oh. Like he finds I just keep people. notes on people. Yeah. Really? That it's is really creepy. super weird. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. No, but di- I did do, I was a, a nurse's assistant in a cancer care unit before. And then when I got to college, I wanted to be a nurse. And I kept failing all of the science classes. Yeah. So that wasn't really a good indication of me being a nurse. So Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because I did the same thing when <laughs> I was a freshman in college. So anyway, quick digression. I was, I was 18. I was a freshman in college. And I really wasn't ready, frankly, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And so, I mean, for sciences, right? Yeah. And so, like, waking up early, doing the labs, like, you know, I was not mature enough, I guess. And yeah. I hate to admit it, but basically, I did very poorly on chemistry. Yep. And then I, w- I, I gave up, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going into medicine. So what happened? And then I did psychology. I did uh, anthropology. I, ma- I had a major in anthropology. Anyway, long story <laughs> short... I took five years off mm-hmm. and then went back to medicine um, after I sort of ironically did more in music yeah. and did other things. But, um, but it took me a while. Yeah. The path is always, uh, you never know, right? It's not straight path. Definitely not. So it's go back to you. So you, your path was... Uh, I, my path was nursing in college. And that's all I wanted to be my whole life growing up. I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse. And um, I started in college. And I was going to nursing classes. The funny thing is I did well in all like the behavioral science classes and, and human interaction and growth and all of those things. When mm. it came to like the actual like anatomy and biology classes, it was a wrap. Yeah. In our school, you couldn't get anything below a C minus, and I got like two C minuses. Yeah. And they kicked me out. And then I started, someone suggested communications. I went into communications, GPA started to go up high. Mm. I started to thrive, hosting events and doing plays and stuff in Mm. college. And then next thing you know, here I am, still doing the same. You were at Andrews University. Andrews University. Yep. The bug, the, you got the bug with the arts. Yes, absolutely. 
That's in Michigan? Michigan. In but, Berrien Springs, Michigan. Nobody knows where that is. It's closer to Indiana, um, Notre Dame, than it is to, like, Detroit. Are you, are you from Boston, though? Are you originally from yeah, Boston? born and raised in Boston. Where were you born? In St. Margaret's Hospital. St. Margaret's Hospital? Yeah. Where is St. Margaret's Hospital? So it is up on no Jones Hill in Dorchester. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Dorchester. Yeah, right. which I just got laid off from a job for five years where I was working there for five years. So what? I was born there, and then I ended up coming back there to do um, Girls Radio. You got laid off from Girls Radio? Yeah. So Girls Radio actually shut it, the program shut down for right now. Um, oh. I'm actually trying to bring it back under Spark FM. Oh, okay. But that's going to be a little bit down the line once we get everything established. Oh, so. that's, that's too bad because yeah. I wanted to talk about that. And we can still talk we about that. We can definitely that. still talk about um, it. I'm still, it's still, in my head, it's still a thing. Um, yeah. And we will be bringing it back. So I want to keep it alive. Yeah. Well, I'm good. very slow because I thought you said you went back to do this and work there at the hospital. That's what oh, I no. You, that's so the what I hospital is now uh, a transitional shelter. Interesting. Yeah. The hospital is now. St. Margaret's? Is a... Is a uh, is it St. Mary's or St. Margaret's? I don't know. It's one of the MEMS. But, but that the, is now a transitional... That's now a transitional housing. So uh, they have okay. seven different departments. But the part of the city is, is what you're talking about, where you went Dorchester. back yeah. to... Spark FM started just... Well, I'm in Dor- I live in Dorchester, too, so I was yeah. living... My job was about three minutes away from my house. Yeah. It was funny because I always wanted to do girls' radio full-time um, and have that be its own entity. Yeah. But then um, after I left my last radio gig um, on a bad note, I was like, I focused more <laughs> on my podcast, Henny and Hot Wings. And yeah. then after that, I was like, this is not really big enough. It's not really doing anything. And I've worked in radio for so long that I wanted to continue to do it. So from there out, I was like, what would happen if I started my own radio station? Well, let's let, let's back up a little yeah. bit. So, yeah, I was confused, too. I thought you went back to the hospital to work at the hospital. No, the hospital is no longer a hospital. We're hospital really no slow. <laughs> the problem is I usually, I'm usually better if I can see people's lips move when they talk. And Chuck, since I can't. That is not an excuse. <laughs> I'm using it as an excuse. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good excuse. I didn't I mean, say it was a good it excuse. It totally went above our heads collectively. All right, fine. And between the two of us, we're, we're like over 100, I think, right now. IQ? No, age. Oh. Where was I going with this? Uh, so You want okay, to back so up. You, so, you were in, so you were in Michigan for school. Yeah. And then when you finished school, you wanted to get into radio. That was a, your so communications So when I degree. finished school, I started working for Partners Healthcare. <clears throat> And I was an admin assistant there. And I worked there for three years. And while I was there, I was actually a blogger. I started blogging on my downtime. And I had a blog called That's Not Hot. It was doing really good. I would just do mostly like entertainment blogging, commentary and whatnot. Cool. And then from there, because I realized that I wasn't good at grammar and spelling. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's okay. Most people aren't. I, I decided to leave that one alone, and someone was like, why don't you try radio? So I started at this little radio station called Cyber Station USA, and mm. it was in Quincy, Mass. Cyber Station USA. Cyber Station USA. And is it Cyber Station because it was only on the internet? It was only on the internet, which then I didn't really when, think about. When was this? I don't even, this was in 2009. This was 1974, trust <laughs> But I mean. This was 2009. 2009. And it wasn't necessarily digital, digital. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know when it played, to be honest with you. I like you. the name, though. This Cyberstation. is Cyberstation. Yeah, it's very... It kind of sounded like that. Oh, really? It's very yeah. tech-sounding, yeah. And it was funny, because I would have to pay... Was it? I think it was like $60 a show. You had to pay to play? I had to pay. Oh. I had to audition, and I had to pay to audition. Well, that's... Oh, God. That sounds... <laughs> I don't like that. That sounds it a little sketchy. And I realized the other day I found my little book of receipts. And I was there for quite a long time, for at least eight months or something, paying this $60 every week. But, you know, I had no responsibilities then, so I was just paying yeah. things. I, yeah. I had money. Well, in so some ways, did that actually, even though it's kind of like a lot of these bands are paying, like they go to L.A. or New York and they pay to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it in some ways paying off with your experience in the end? Or? I, I guess so. Like I was, I was getting a hang of it. I guess I was finding my voice. Well, what um, were you doing there other than were you were you using the equipment? You I were... was using the equipment. So those are the times when CDs was around. So okay. I had to get a whole thing of CDs and bring it in and record the show. And all of my songs would be on different CDs. Mm. So I'd have to stop and play. Now that I think about it, it was very, very intense. Yeah. So that's like education right there. It I mean, is. You got it because it was was it live? It was not live. It wasn't live. No. But you but you didn't go back and edit anything. So no, whatever, I didn't go back and edit so everything. Everything that played. was there was there. Yeah. Um, so you got to you know you got to learn how to get things. Interviewing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. No, not easy at all. It's and a then skill. from there, um, my sister's boyfriend had gotten a position at Hot 97. Okay, I know Hot 97. The second time around. There was a one big Hot 97, and then that went away, and then there was another wave of Hot 97 that came Hotter 97. Hotter 97, yeah. Yeah. It was Um, super hot. (laughs) It was on 87.7 dial, though. It was called Hot 97, but on 87.7 dial. So that's that's college radio area. Area, Yeah. yeah. I was in his intern from 10 to 12, I think. Uh, uh, no, it was morning? 12 to 2. 12 to 2 in the 12 afternoon? 12 to 2 in or the in morning. The, in the morning. In the morning. Again, I had no responsibilities. I had nothing else to do, so why not? Yeah. And I did that for a couple of months, and then our show kept on getting pushed up. So finally, we landed at 10 to 12. Um, and then from there, just still interning, answering the phone, doing social media, I auditioned to become a personality and then I got that audition, so I started to be Al G's co-host. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. How do you, what's the audition like for one of those things? I just had to make sure that I knew the board, knew when to come in, when to come out. I had to have a personality. Had that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was pretty easy. I had to read the handbook and know the procedures and the yeah. protocols and when the commercials went or whatever. But you also and, had to have a rapport with the Yep. Lead. So because he was my brother-in-law technically Mm. so for me it was a really great experience and then after that I started to like fill in for different shows or the morning show and I started to host events um what kind of events like like club events my first event was at a nightclub I got paid $75, and all I had to do was say a few things on the microphone. I was so excited. You're like the MC kind of thing? Yeah. Right. And then after that, I was like, oh, I like this. So I started to hit, hit up every promoter that I saw with a flyer on Facebook. It was like, if you need a host for your event, if you need an MC for your event, let me know, let me know. And I started getting gigs, started getting gigs. And then after that, I stopped asking for them and I started getting requested for them. Yeah. I started getting a bigger dollar amount. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, 
This and reversed pretty quickly yeah. with you from paying 60 bucks out of your pocket every week. To now getting. To like say, bucks. hey, yeah. this, lady's, this lady kind of knows what she's knows mm-hmm. what she's talking you about. You should have turned around and said, if, if you want to talk to me, 50 bucks for the privilege of asking me to be on your. Oh, I like yeah. that. I yeah. can do that now. Flip it over. Flip. Yeah. That was good. That's I pay Chuck every week for these <laughs> episodes. Me to be on this it's show. only fifteen bucks though. <laughs> it's only okay. and that's in two thousand twenty. I know, yeah. and that it should be the opposite way. To pay him to be on it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, I, I mean, know. yeah, you got to start charging your worth. Let's you talk start about charging it after. Anymore. You know, we'll sit down, have a conference. <laughs> that's we. That's why we came here today. Yes. She's also a hostage negotiator. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I know. To me, is a segue into right route and getting it. What did you just say? Riding around and getting it? Riding around and getting That's it. That's a little, um, I th- that, use better language. She's not riding hey. out and getting it. She's just riding, Listen, she's going and, if I, she's get up and go. I can do whatever yeah. I want as long as I have a condom on all the time. <laughs> you can't do a lot with a condom on all the time, though. It's restricting. Let's talk about this. But back to <laughs> the non-condom part of this. This podcast. is our first condom conversation on this on this podcast. It's good to get there, it out there. Well, it there's is. a non there's a, to this episode. There's a non-condom portion and a condom portion. That's Every true. once in a while, folks, we will come back to the condom. Y- your nose is uncovered. I was going to say thank you for covering it. <laughs> so, folks that are listening, every once in a while, we'll come back to the condom portion. Okay. Just to um, make sure anybody, that you're anybody, here's set. the rules. Anybody can bring it up randomly. Well, there's got to be a condom podcast out there. Uh, there probably is. Yeah. What so, would they talk about in that condom podcast all the time? Maybe they would just try different condoms every single time. That's true. They could compare and contrast yeah. condoms. And remember, it's a podcast, so no one sees anything. That's like, true. They, we could believe them that How? they're actually trying on different condoms. What's the best way to carry them in your wallet? Should, is there, should you, women have them on themselves just in I case? I do believe that women should carry their own condoms. Should they be given away for free? Well, that's a, a serious of, point. There's a ton I mean, of topics. For this day and age, that's, that's important. Yeah. You know, we don't want coronavirus everywhere. Exactly. So Through I, any Actually, type I was just kidding. I wasn't talking about COVID. but I mean, um, it's, it's a thing. Actually, you could get it through sex. Can you? Yes. COVID is sexually transmitted? You can it? technically. Oh, it's also because through, it's such close proximity. It's too. also through feces. Well, I don't know how you would get it. <laughs> I don't know what kind of sex life you have, Ron. <laughs> I, like, I just don't know you how just that took would happen. It. You had to go there, didn't you? Well, it's possible I'm have to that... i to edit that part out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it is, but it is, it is in the feces. I think that it is a very good to know. It's a fun fact. <laughs> how is COVID transmitted sexually? Well, it is in your feces. <laughs> what? Uh, fun facts of COVID-19. Yes. Good God. That should be a special um, segment in this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Anyways, what were you trying to say before we ran No, so, track? I mean, speaking of all of that, what you did driving around literally and, and, and getting what you wanted, mm-hmm. it's, that's a theme. It's not like something that you just made up one day. No. Like, because just recently we know that with crowdfunding, you did something pretty awesome. Crowdfunding is a monster. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a monster, especially when you are relying on a demographic of people that are not used to that. 
hmm. not used to crowdfunding in that way. I don't know. I've always wanted to do a crowdfunding. I don't know why. I always <laughs> wanted to start a business so I could crowdfund. Actually, and that's an interesting concept. It's just like, I just want to see if people yeah, give me money. Yeah, I just want to see if people give me money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. But but sorry, continue. It's an, it's an amazing concept. Before that, before Spark, I wanted to come up with a full line of clothing. I was just like, uh, this is too much. When I tried, started to research all the things that came into having a clothing brand, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Um, and then it was around the time where I left the radio station. You left it, the, yeah. the hot, hot FM. Yeah, this, well, I... No, seven years at Hot 97. Yeah. And then I did two years at Big City. Okay. And at Big City, I was doing the morning show there. I was doing the thing. I was, my voice was being heard. I was growing in popularity. The morning show, that's uh, a big, that's a it, big slot. What, it was a big slot. What was the timing? It, well, we did, we were supposed to start at seven. It didn't start till about eight and ended at 10. But in those 10 hours, there was a lot that that's could be prime. done in those 10 hours. And yeah. that's prime time right there. It is. And that's when people are like literally in the car. We had callers all the time. The uh. phone was always ringing. I was able to introduce topics and like segments of like money matters, politics, um, Super Tuesdays, we called it politics. You interviewed people? Interviewed uh, tons of people all the time, especially politicians. Yeah. I like politicians. Politicians mm. have money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, doesn't so, matter if they're red or blue. They exactly. Have they have, whatever the money is the same. It's all green. Just hey. Yeah. There you go. Yep. What do you want? Me? Were you known as Miss Miss Hot Sauce yes. at that time? That's what that was. Your that was I started your out moniker? in radio with Miss Hot Sauce. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so quickly, what year was that then? 2009. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. so we got 11 years ago. Yeah, so I had to find a name, um, and I was like, in college, that's the name that I was dubbed with was Hot Sauce. I don't know really how I got it. I so, was, yeah, you do. I do. Well, I, I have to say that Joe, the photographer <laughs> mm -hmm. that's not here tonight for yeah. Above the Basement, oh. he calls me Hot Sauce. Does he? Yeah. Why? You have a you have a furrowed brow right now. Is that you're, behind you're my back? Looking. I've never heard him call you that. <laughs> you 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 think that in a million years I wouldn't be hot sauce, which I'm I'm gonna get over that. I'm fine yeah. with that. But um, no, Joe calls me hot sauce. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Dude, you, we've been here for four years, and every so he's like, "How you doing, hot sauce?" You don't even notice that. No. God. You don't notice anything about that him. That sounds Trump. like something Trump would say. <laughs> <laughs> How a you doing, big freaking lie. <laughs> say, give me some more of that hot sauce. Um, All right, go ahead. I think I don't. Somehow I got the name. Yep. So when I was asked for a name, um, I was like, oh, hot sauce. I like that. Kind of goes. It does go. It That's flows. good. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. So I did that. What was the question? <laughs> so, um, so oh yeah, so you, so I, you, um, Mrs. I was asking, you were interviewing people. Oh yeah, we were interviewing show. people and a on personality. the morning show. And I was a personality. Right. And then one time, uh, I got into it with the radio station owner. Mm. And um, you got into it. Yeah. Was he being a jerk? He was being a big asshole. Can we swear on this? Yes, you can. Okay, yeah, yeah he was being a big asshole. Yep. The owner just trashed hot sauce live over an open mic, and the people that heard it all started commenting, so it became this big thing, and everybody wanted to know what was going on. But how did um, this end up with you getting let go? Um, so I left you because left. Oh, okay, good. he never apologized, but everybody was like, so, you know, like, I mean, he didn't fire you so you can technically go back. But just out of respect for myself, yeah. I was like, I you know, it would be a really cold day in hell um, when I would go back there. And then I started to miss radio really, really badly. So How I long focused you away more, from it? Maybe four months. I just kind of like left it alone. 
and I focused more on my podcast. I started um, I started going heavy with like the merchandise I sold from the podcast. She she like, started a podcast when we started this podcast in 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the year of the podcast. Yep, I know so <laughs> many that started in pot in there. Um, but yeah, I started selling, doing pop up shops, and I had a big display, and I would go to places and do this whatever. And what do you talk about in your podcast? Love, sex, and relationships. Ooh. It gets very raunchy. Yeah? Uncensored, unfiltered, ridiculous sometimes. Okay, that's all right. It's very, very... We're going to have to go back and listen to Very adulty. Yeah. That, no, yeah. good for you. Makes you blush. We've been listening to uh, the Get uh, It's Lit podcast. It's Lit, yeah. And they... Those are my bu- they started around the same time as we did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. they won They won podcast of the mm-hmm. year last year. And yeah, they can get raunchy. Yeah, not maybe, but the not, subject matter is more quite, like relationships and yeah. stuff We're, that happens between people. They get cute, raunchy. Yeah, yeah, adorable. We get raunchy. <laughs> not <laughs> that that's a good thing, <laughs> but we really talk no, about it's the things. Fine. You know, I think that's we what have like Trump's locker room talk, like you know. Oh, oh yeah. Really? yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what we do is we talk every once in a while. We just talk about condoms <laughs> and feces. That you wear all day. Ron brings a feces every and once then, in a while, and then we're done, and we go on another five minutes or so. But what is, what is the thread of the podcast? I mean, what is kind of, or I should say, what are some of the examples of episodes? Um, we've done one on masturbation. The titles I usually come up with because I'm a sicko. Um, like there was one called Look Her in the Eye and Spit in Her Mouth. Okay. Ooh. Um, look we've or done lick. some look on her. say look her in the eye look her in the, look eye. Her in the oh, eye oh you don't want to lick her eye okay. no no don't lick her eye okay. I mean that might be something sexy that you uh, want to do to explore you're kind of kinky that way Ron a little, a little, <laughs> little odd <laughs> but okay so Ron keep going condom yeah. Yeah, Ron's day, making uh, judgments here <laughs> oh that's a little um, odd we've done well, licking some versus looking. on um, yeah. taking body shots we've done cheating we've done um, polygamy polyamory it goes wherever it needs to go. I listen to it. But it goes there. It's like it doesn't hide back the, like some of the natural things Not people at think all. about. Um, yeah. And then my yeah, co-hosts are, always... are really open, too. Yeah. And one of my co-hosts is like a a dominatrix or a wannabe dominatrix. Ooh. So she has lots of great stories. And what's her address? Um, no, Jill Badu. <laughs> you wouldn't think oh. that she is the way that she is. But she is very open with Jill. Jill Badu. Jill Badu. She got her name with a cross from Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Because she has a really nice voice. Uh. And if you see her, you'd be like, oh, what a nice person. And, and you said so you're at, you have like 150-something episodes? We're at a 153, I believe. 153. Yeah. Do you realize how... That's crazy that we're so close in episodes. I know. Mm-hmm. It is. Especially I mean, because... Like, we started we, in 2016, too, right? Exactly. Start, yeah, 2016. And like, you know, we took... Like, there's been a couple summers where we just didn't do a lot. Yeah. And, you know, life. Sometimes just, you do one here and yeah, another one in yeah. three so months. So we're pretty close. Yeah. We, and actually, if in the last couple of months we've really done it every week. We so. started doing ours live now. Oh. We do it every Friday night live. So, so you do it live, and how do you how do you? We stream do it, it live, and then we put them out on Wednesday. Where do you stream it live? Facebook and YouTube. Did you start going live because of COVID? Yep. Okay. So we were meeting at my house, and I had a home studio. Yeah. And then when COVID hit, we were like, how are we going to record? So we started with Zoom. Um, and then we would just invite people to the Zoom and they would talk. And we had a good time. And then we realized like, hey, Friday nights at 9 o'clock, nothing's really happening right now. So yeah. why not entertain people? Exactly. So Everyone's with, had a few drinks on them and they're just exactly. waiting to talk about sex. It's and out, then um, It's out of, oh, okay. We so switched to a thing called Stream Live. Stream, stream, stream Nerd. 
StreamYard. Yeah, we use it too. Where we where the comments can hop um, pop up. Right, and you can also so record it. What happened with that is that our audience started being a big part of our show. Oh, sweet. So we named them the Hot Wings. So now they literally nice. go off in the comment section and they are now a part of our show. Oh, so we were like, we'll awesome. just keep it, you know, keep Zoom? it digitally. Yep. Zoom Hot Wings. Mm -hmm. So that must have changed the, did that change the dynamic of how you guys talked? It was like, actually a, it, it loosened us up a lot more. Do you go in with a subject or do you kind of go in and no we have like questions that we put out first yeah. questions that we're gonna do a guideline based on the person that's coming in uh -huh. and there'll be random questions like do you believe that men should pay on the first date or yeah. who should bring the condoms should right. women have their own condoms so conversations like that yeah. that lead off into other things all the time so but you you uh, have this live comfort and experience over the years and we started doing and live shows too like we were doing like really big live shows yeah um at maggie's lounge in quincy you do it in front of an audience in front of the so audience that's like a different muscle that's a yep. different creative you got to be on your feet it's almost like if you're taking risks mm -hmm. risks i would imagine things the reward can be better sometimes it is so we were making not a as lot like, more money go yeah. ahead we were making a lot more money I'm doing it live. We were actually giving them a whole experience. So when they came in with the purchase of a ticket, they got mm. chicken wings. And then we would always <laughs> have awesome. a... Hot sauce? Um, we, there were always some type of hot... <laughs> hot Do you have your own wings. hot sauce, by the way? Huh? Do you have your own hot sauce? No, not yet. Uh, uh, Someone should. did make me one. It was a Henny hot sauce, yeah. which well, was really good. That'd be good merch for you guys. Yeah. No, so, you should. You need to. You need to curate your own. It's coming soon. All right, good. I don't know. Spark is really kind of have me by the balls right now. Um, imaginary balls, yeah. I guess. Ron has imaginary in balls. In a condom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My imaginary balls. You should in a do. Condom. You should do a crowd funding for her. Um, Hot sauce and call it. I need crowdfunding for me. Well, no, just do it for her. Just do no, it. do it for hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. For the hot sauce. Yeah. No, if Chuck's Chuck. Chuck sauce. Ew. Yeah, Chuck sauce. Don't do that. That could. That <laughs> no, you should have. Ew. You should. You need to cure your own hot sauce. Chuck. <laughs> Chuck fragrance and Chuck sauce. Have, <laughs> <laughs> have, I like have you it. tried? <laughs> Did you try that Chuck can sauce? Little, can I get a little Chuck sauce <laughs> on this hamburger, please? <laughs> Have you he tried Chuck it. conditioner and shampoo? <laughs> Ew. It works so well, obviously. Heard it's good for your face. Um, <laughs> Chuck wash. <laughs> Chuck wash. Chuck. Ew. I'm sorry I even brought it up. Wait, can I, can I read something here, please? Yes. So this is a review of your podcast. <laughs> it's actually really good. I hope this. So, so everybody is looking for some way. So hold on, I'm old. So everybody is looking for some way to pass the time after a hard day in the office. Look no farther. Further? Farther. Further. Um, he says farther. Or someone fine. does. He, he wins. Henny and hot sauce is laugh out loud hilarious. Thought-provoking and authentic. Very nice. That's what we usually... So people usually listen to us on, like, road trips and stuff. Um, one of my biggest lines is to listen to it with a friend because there's always something to talk about in it. We have a good time. We have T-shirts, um, and all of our T-shirts have something to do with uh, yeah. um, your status, single, taken, um, and then we created a whole line of it. So everything has AF at the end of it. Aha. Um, uh -huh. We've reached another things. level. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, interesting. And that's the podcast. By the way, um, this is delicious. Do you have a... Delicious water? This is grass-fed organic water. So, hot sauce. Can we talk about something? Yes. I like the idea. You may not care. 
<laughs> but what if you had one of your episodes uh-huh. and you had two friends listen to it? Yeah. And you live mic them and they comment on your episode. Oh, like a, just, re- a reaction? Like yes. A, yeah. Cause it's like Mystery 2000, whatever those two Mystery Theater 2000? Yeah, where they're like watching a movie and they're like, oh, you know, where people have opinions right away, yeah. maybe. But maybe we do. I don't know. More informative. What do you think, Chuck? I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm not sure exactly what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Busy <laughs> 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 giving us water. You guys are. I don't know. You guys seem to get it. So as long as you guys get it, I don't know. We'll yeah, talk. We'll, we'll have. The, we'll put this in our conference agenda. <laughs> oh, that was agenda. such a funny moment. <laughs> in our conference agenda to discuss. I'll after. be very brief, Chuck, on all of the things that they say in real time. Yeah. It'd be kind of funny and interesting mm-hmm. to have their thoughts. I yeah. like it. I see it in my brain. You get. I'm, I know what you mean. There's yeah. like you, I can picture you get two of your friends or a bunch of your people that love this podcast. Mm-hmm. They comment on it. Anyway. Actually, I think it would be more interesting if they started acting out the things you talked about. <laughs> that and would be cool. And then they could say, we just actually, tried this. It doesn't work. Yes. Or we just would, tried this and I'm never going it. back. Chuck, I... That could be the video. That's version. a little. That's. I mean, we're talking X-rated here, but. You, oh man. <laughs> Ron is a, Ron is there. <laughs> this could end that's, up being the raunchiest above the basement podcast you ever had. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. Wait a second. This is about. What is music? this podcast about anyway? Is this music? I think so. That's right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about when you decided to start Spark. So there was a different, it went different. So after I started to go through the podcast and selling clothes, remember I have a home studio in the living room. And what was happening was that since I was one of the first podcasts to come out in Boston that was actually blowing up, Mm-hmm. People started to ask me if they can use my studio at my house to record their studio. Huh. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> um, no, it's my house. Yeah. And then for a while, I started to think about it. Like, I should rent a space hmm. and I should make a podcast studio. So that's what I, Spark was supposed to be, a podcast studio. Oh, yeah. This and is then, probably around the time the one in Alston. You know that one? Pod garage, podcast garage. Podcast garage. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that and I said, damn it, they jumped it, they jumped the gun, they got my idea, they <laughs> stole it out of my brain, and now they're doing it. And then I was just like, well, that's in Austin. There needs to be one in Boston. So what if I had a radio station in the back and then a podcast studio in the front? Huh. I could do both. Sure. And then the podcast studio slowly started to go into a whole radio station. Oh, you weren't renting to people. No, I didn't even, I but wasn't were, even renting. I was just thinking about what I can do. Got it. The place that I wanted to For, rent yep. actually got rented by someone else. I was like, damn it, there goes that. And then um, yep. probably like in November, December, I just started to write a business plan. For a radio station, just writing it. And, and you wanted just, to stay in Dorchester. I wanted mm-hmm. to stay in Dorchester. Yeah, good. Because I realized is that we had big radio stations that were the iHearts and intercoms and mm-hmm. all those things. So, and then we had like little Caribbean stations all over the place. Mm-hmm. That's what Big City was. After that, I was like, we don't really have a local market of urban radio station. Like, and that's because so many years people have told us that Boston didn't have a market for radio. Um, so nobody did it. So I said, okay, I'll do it. And um, 
I got to crowdfund. So <laughs> I started researching crowdfunding and watching all the YouTube videos and watching hours and hours of every crowdfund that ever happened. Yep. And I started stalking Kickstarter. And I knew somebody who had it, Dutch Rebel. I you guys should. Yeah, Dutch she Rebel. was yeah. sitting right there like a year ago. Yep. So she did a crowdfunding for her album. It was a purple one. I forgot what it was. But I think it I was so that. dope, dope yeah. how the community kind of rallied around her to help her raise the money for yeah. that. I figured that if I can get through crowdfunding, then the rest would be easy. Yeah. Did Got I it. lie to myself? Um, but crowdfunding was my first taste of actually being like a real hardcore entrepreneur. It was a constant battle. It almost felt like begging for money. Yeah. Or every day. I would wake it's not, up. It's not an easy thing to, uh, to oh, do. No. Ask. I would wake up, I would check the crowdfunding, I would put a plan in my head, I would start dissecting the numbers, I need 10 people to put in this, and 20 people to do this, and every post that I had was literally give me money, give me money. Yeah, um, it's like a full-time job. Yeah, it was a full-time well, that's job. that's kind of what entrepreneurs have been doing for decades, mm-hmm. though, is that they basically pitch, I need money. <laughs> and the only way you're going to make the money is if you get the money. I wasn't right. eating. I wasn't sleeping. I was literally every day getting up and hitting the streets and asking any and anybody for $20, $5, $10, anything. And we got some really big ones, too. We got like 500s coming in, $1,000 coming in. I was making sure that I kept everybody updated to every single dollar we made. Sometimes there were days where we were in the same position for like three days, and I swear to God, I was losing my mind. Because with crowdfunding and Kickstarter, you have 30 days, and at the end of that 30 days, if you do not make everything that you said you were going to make, you don't get anything. Right. I didn't want to start over. And I also knew that there were a lot of people watching what was happening, so I felt like I had something to prove. For me, in my head, it was impossible for me not to make it. What was the hit? What did you have to hit? We were we tried to do nine. We wanted to do nineteen thousand. Nineteen thousand. We ended up raising twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. One. We wanted to offer good, curated content, but also a place where people can go. You don't want to be a radio DJ and not be in a nice radio station. You don't want to be in somebody's basement or. You know, you want to be above the basement. That's good. Yeah, but also, um, you're playing you're playing music. You're yeah. playing hip hop music. You're playing Caribbean music. Yep. So it's a community. It's a radio and station. From what we heard, and what because I was doing radio, I always heard people complaining about the radio that we had. So I was like, well, if you guys want something different, I'll go ahead and provide you with something different. But you're gonna have to put your money where your mouth is, and you're gonna have to help me out. And the community came through in a major way. Like, I remember when we hit it, I couldn't even cry or be excited. So it took us 30 days to raise that money, maybe like about three hours to spend it. Before we even start the Kickstarter, we already knew everything that we had yeah, to you, pay for. You had your business plan. We, we had it the business plan. We had everything. We, Did you we have the place? I stu- nope. I found the place in March, three days before the world shut down. Yeah. <laughs> I had just put my deposit March down. 9th. I got my stuff. I was so excited. And then um, they were like, yeah, so we're all in quarantine forever. Nothing was open, so we couldn't design the place. We couldn't do anything to it. Um, so I was paying hmm. rent for a place that was just open. I tell you, what a silver <laughs> lining, though, for, 
the timing that you did that Kickstarter mm -hmm. to, to make something great yep. probably wouldn't have happened three months later. Nope. Because people are looking for toilet paper. Absolutely. <laughs> like we had a press release that went out the day that it the day that it started and the press release was amazing and it got picked up by uh by BC, BC newspaper. When I posted that article, it went viral on Facebook. I don't know what happened, but it hit We Buy Black, which is a huge Read public. My Black? We Buy Black. Oh, We Buy Black. We Buy Black. It was a huge publication, like internet publication. That took it to a different level. Um, wow. Isn't that crazy? That one article from BC, yep. through the work that you did to get a big press release, mm -hmm. well, it's all connected. Then we got picked up by Black Enterprise. When Black Enterprise picked up, then all of the littler blogs and magazines and stuff started hitting, but it was happening really fast. But now you got to fill ah. up how many how how many hours is it live? How many hours is it going? We have twenty five live shows, live broadcasts right now. Twenty five. Twenty five live. That's twenty five different sets uh, of people. Set, it's different people. Is that twenty four hours? Forty person team. Yep, and twenty four hour play. Our okay. live shows start from about eleven to 1 a.m. So people then, record at home and send yeah. in the tape. And then we have some live, so with some remote broadcasters. We have Candy Rain, she's in Atlanta. Hmm. Um, we have Carlos, he's in Philadelphia. Online only. Online radio. only, yeah. And what, how do we get to it? We'll you put can it in go the to thing. the website. We have an app, um, both for iOS and Apple. Yeah. And we're on TuneIn Radio. And then we're actually rebuilding our app now. That's, so we're rebuilding that. I got to tell you, that's impressive as hell. Thank you. I really, I'm really impressed. And you know what? I'm, I'm actually kind of mad at you. <laughs> because <laughs> you got a trophy not too long ago. Yes. And I don't have a trophy. You want a trophy? Oh, what, is it a radio trophy? <laughs> it was, um, we got honored by the Hennessy. Hennessy. Yes. Yeah, Which is Hennessey. crazy because I've been trying to get Hennessy to pay attention for a very, very long time. Well, Henny should. Because I have should. a podcast called Henny and Henny. Wing, So, But it was, you know, it wasn't the exact demographic, demographic. we were looking for. Yeah. Uh, with the content? Yeah. But, gotcha. Okay. So with Spark FM now, um, it was a community effort. And that was just like a couple of days ago. So I was really excited about that um, with a really nice trophy. Um, I'm also the first black woman to start a digital radio station right. in Boston. So that one was another big headliner that got a lot of mm. people's attention. There's another first black woman leader now and, and who got a job recently in this country. You should have her on. Kamala! <laughs> my my good girlfriend, Kamala. There's your aunt. You're Auntie. the first. Um, yeah. I don't know if she's going to come on uh, Henny and Hot Wings. But you know who <laughs> But I think you should start with yeah. one of your other shows. Uh, and then you get her in. You first. know who we have had? Another first black was Ayana Presley, and she is pretty ah. much a regular. She's been on at least once a month in the last couple of on the last couple of months. Yep. Which is a good push for us because they push it. Um, she tells people about it and tweets about Ariana it. Ariana Presley. Yeah. That's impressive. And it's a regular thing, which is like mm -hmm. such a genius idea. Yeah. Like and you now, have a regular guest on a podcast. We, we needed someone <laughs> who we need a politician. On Why don't now. we just get like that dude, like r walking down the street? I don't know who conference. that is? Who's who? Who are you even pointing make to? Him a politician. You can make this is a, a podcast. I just made it up. There's no, no. one there. What? Oh well, I, <laughs> Chuck. You made me look. <laughs> you pointed um, in that direction. No, wow, good for politicians you. Politicians are really good to have in your pocket. So those are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, I um, like that. I like politicians. I like money. Politicians <laughs> exactly. are, are good to have in your pocket. 
There's uh, one more, I, the, the one last kind of thing I want to talk about. And, and you know, we wanted to talk about g- girls. Awesome. Can, you, can you tell us what girls is? So girls radio is an after school program for girls ages 14 to 18. And yeah. we teach them about broadcast media. And it's an internet radio yep. station. It started on AM. Okay. Back in the day. Wait, Mayor so, sorry. Mayor Menino was one of the big, one of the people that, that actually me. helped it. Um, so just really teaching them that you don't necessarily have to have these traditional roles of what you do for work. You can have a full-time career being a YouTuber or a blogger or being on the radio. And those are things that we don't necessarily teach. Even young girls, I'll just, in the context of girls, is that they can do whatever they want and make a career out of it. You don't have to be a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer. Yeah. There or are not even a career, can, just it's something exactly. creative. Be creative. Be creative. Yeah. You know, like making sure that they understand that their voice is literally like the only thing that somebody can't take away from you mm-hmm. um, and that you should stand up for yourself and speak for yourself even when it's not the most popular thing to say. And that's what we taught them and that's what they learned. And we've noticed that even the girls who were the most shy at the end of the program were emerging these little personalities and these little bloggers that was really expressing themselves in ways that, you know, we didn't think that they had in them. Girls Radio not being around right now kind of hit the community pretty hard. Mm. Um, But, you know, like unanimously under the comments, it was like, oh, but maybe Spark can bring them. And that's exactly what we tend to do. Yeah. I was working there for five years. And for those five years, I always thought that Girls Radio should be its own entity and its own nonprofit. So when we bring them back, we're going to change around the curriculum a little bit Hmm. because now they have access to an actual radio station where they can learn things, they can go on the radio, they can do internships and all kinds of great stuff. That's fantastic. You know, there's also, I don't know, you know, Zoomix? Yep. So Zoomix, they have their own radio station as well. They're excellent. Um, have you worked at all with the Dorchester Arts Project at all? Dorch- one of our DJs, DJ Wysham, she oh, yeah. is over there her. and her studio. So she has a little side studio, a little side spot yeah. studio over there in Dorchester Art Project. Yeah, yeah. and then there's there's a, an interesting mass- documentary out called Drop Dropsney Drop 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 Zone. Drop zone. Drop zone. Drop zone. But it's drop z n e or something. Yeah, drop zone. That's how you say drop zone. Yep. They came out with a. It's a two part documentary on YouTube, I think. Yeah. I've seen the. I've seen them both. So Spark sponsored that. So in the oh, beginning really? reel of that, it's a big Spark logo because Kendall is his name. We plant right now. I can't really collaborate with anybody because there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Like mm. administratively, there's a lot that needs to happen before we can even be ready. Well, God, you've been in business for what, <laughs> 20 minutes? Exactly. So like I get it all the time. <laughs> and I, one of the things that I've had to learn so far already is the art of saying no until we can get like the team in order and tighten things up and give us some time to breathe getting things ready for 2021 and figuring out how we can make the best out of that the award you won a couple days ago uh sounds like it's well deserved congratulations on everything you've done i think it's amazing and you know i think it's it's important to have something like that in dorchester you know i i just think the the whole idea of it then the whole self-starter thing that you're doing is is awesome and everyone should have that kind of of get up and go I didn't know it was yeah. going to be that much work, though. Yeah, no one ever does. I did. I honestly didn't. Yeah, I was no like, yeah, that does. sounds fun. Let's do it. Radio station. Yeah. And it's only um, been 20 minutes. What was that? Ride around and get it? Riding around and getting it. 
Yeah, riding around and getting it is sort of like getting up and go. Our other piece of the radio station that I can't afford to make into a lobby is now just a creative studio space where people can rent to do things. So there's a lot of different streams of income coming in yeah, yeah, um, yeah. for right now That's until great. we can get to streams a place where we don't have to really worry about it about it, and we can actually have um, a lobby. That's all I want It's a lobby. A lobby? Yep. That's all you want? Yep. No, you mean it's like not a lobby, uh, like a, a front thing, desk, a front area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you got a good point. You know, these this day and age of COVID, where everything's virtual. But when we get back to the office, a goal in life is to have, have a lobby. lobby. Yeah, have a lobby. Once you have a lobby, you're you, you've done. You, you know, you've done arrived well. if you have a lobby. Yes, yeah, absolutely. if you have your when own you have, freaking when lobby. You walk into a building and you see a lobby with a yeah. receptionist. You're like, oh, I mean, this is it. Uh, you know, we've been talking for 75 minutes. We got a lot yeah. covered. We did. We yeah. covered everything from... Never mind. Poor Bakari is sitting right there. Uh, thank like, you for, yeah, thank you for coming. You gonna ha- You have to have us on your show. Oh, no, all he does is do spades on Can you have us on your show and we'll talk about all kinky stuff that, that Ron likes we'll to do? We'll talk about Ron wearing oh, a condom yeah. every day. Listen, that's not kinky. It's not raunchy. It, it's, it's just what? sanitary. <laughs> I wear a we're, condom. No, we're not dissing that. We're di- I'm just saying we want to be on your show and yeah. we can talk about different things that we don't we'll usually talk the about link, in the show. But you guys can't get shy. Yeah. But uh, we'll have you guys on Spark FM. See? There you we, go. Something clean and family friendly. Clean That's and family friendly. Wait, Spark FM. Okay, I know we're get we're going now, but it's gonna be seventy seven minutes. I gotta edit you know all it. this. I gotta take me nineteen days to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have to edit anything. Yeah, it's right. fun. <laughs> Let I it know. roll. That's how we do. We don't um, shit. So um, I know that the theme was like, Car- you yep. know, Caribbean, Caribbean, Cari- Caribbean. Yep. Uh, okay, very cool. All right. Yep. So when are we? Let's, let's get us on the calendar. Let's get you on the calendar yeah, because you are. When I think of Afro Caribbean, you think of me. Obviously, the image, the image of your white bald head <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> with a sweater. I think of Afro-Caribbean beats. Uh, I know. Yeah. This is really kind of the outfit. I thought right? I was the only one, Ron. And then <laughs> I'm you? glad to know that you thought of it, too. <laughs> no, when you look at Chuck, do you think of like one of like those classic songs in Afro-Caribbean? I'm trying to... I, I'm not sure if you're insulting me or if you're... <laughs> if you're I think he's saying you're that you're complimenting cultured. me. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, should God. I be offended or should I be... <laughs> you're very sweet. That was so funny. <laughs> I'm not sure know. if you're offending me. Should I start crying now or should I be? Don't cry. Don't, right, don't cry. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much for coming out here. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate me. it. Oh, thank this you This was so awesome. Much. You guys are a riot. We would like to thank Danielle for sitting with us. You can learn more about her and listen to Spark FM at sparkfmonline.com. And catch her great podcast, Henny and Hot Wings, wherever you get your podcasts. Go to AboveTheBasement.com. You can sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and look at all the nice pictures we post on Instagram. We are everywhere. From all of us at Above the Basement, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, wear a mask. Remember, Boston music, like its history, is 